Right-o, sir, Smith saluted. I'm on my way. Khan watched Smith go. He took his fob phone out of his waistcoat pocket and dialed his superiors. Well, the trap's baited all right, he told the voice on the other end of the line. There's one launched every minute, he added under his breath. Smith parked his car, collected the ticket, and took his bag from the back. He wore his fleet uniform, the jacket open, and his waistcoat fastened underneath. He was excited and slightly nervous at seeing his new ship, and had spent fifteen minutes in the toilet before setting out, waxing his moustache to a level of pertness carefully chosen to suggest to his men that he was both a waggish friend and someone whom they should never ever cross. The Valdane Shipping Company owned three spacecraft on New London, and part owned eight more with the East Empire Company. As with most companies governed by imperial law, its members owned shares in the corporate property. Consequentially, Smith had always regarded the company vessels as his own, and smiled proudly at the thought of the shiny spacecraft waiting in the hangar, its brasswork polished and engines gleaming. On his way down the slope that led into the hangar, Smith met Winston Parker, the master engineer. Parker, a slight, dapper man, was a source of awe to Smith. Not only did the engineer manage to sound like he knew a lot about spacecraft, he actually did, which was rare in the industry. He was the right person to get, rather than his colleague Bancroft, who was both very dour and bore a curious facial resemblance to a tree. "'Isn't bored, Smith. And how are you today?' "'Fine, thank you. I'm just off. Have you seen the roster?' Parker wiped his hands on a rag he wore in his belt like a badge of rank. "'Yep, your hendroid pilot's already on board. It's a woman this time. You've got a Sheffield like Frieda.' "'I don't think I've seen one of those before. Do they fly well?' "'Not too bad. Of course, they can't read maps or reverse properly.' "'I meant the ship.' "'Well, they got it second-hand. It's just come out of refit. New engines. Not exactly the company flagship, if you see what I mean.' "'I see. By the way, you haven't seen an alien round here, have you? About six foot eight, with a face like a cross between a boar and an upturned crab? Probably carrying a spear and a bag full of seven heads?' Parker shrugged. "'I don't know. It gets busy here.' "'He's got quite an unusual laugh.' "'Oh, that bloke! He's down the bottom of the ramp. You knew him, then?' "'He's my friend,' Smith replied. "'I'll see you later, then, shall I?' "'Much later, from the route you're taking. See you soon, Smith.' As Smith approached the bottom of the slope, a figure hopped down from a stool where it had been crouching. It was man-shaped, roughly, but stretched taller and thinner than a human being. The creature loped towards Smith, with the weight on the front of the feet, and with a slow, lazy grace. "'Suruk,' said Smith. A low, rattling sound came from the alien as he stepped into view. Smith saw the grey-green skin where it was not covered by his trousers, boots, or armoured waistcoat, and he watched as Suruk the Slayer's tusks slid apart and his mouth opened up. "'Isambard Smith!' He spoke as if through porridge. Suruk straightened his fingers to show Smith his empty hands. Smith pulled his sleeves back and displayed his palms, as if about to pull a bunch of flowers from the air. "'Hail, Suruk, warrior of the clan Ametrin. I give you this much greeting. Hail, Isambard Smith, who is called Mazuran in the speech of the Malak. I give you greeting, too.' There was a little pause. Smith smiled awkwardly. "'So,' he ventured, "'it's been a while.' Indeed, moons have passed since we last met. Battles fought and enemies fallen. 
At the bridge of Anrag, I took fifteen heads. I overthrew the tyrant Dagrod Warsythe and took his cattle as tribute to my skill. It was a glorious day. Sounds pretty wild. I'm having a new patio put down. You and me both, eh? Square slabs or crazy paving? Uh, square slabs. The choice of a warrior. Suruk picked up his pack, from which several short-handled spears protruded, and slung it over his shoulder. With his spare hand, he picked up the bar stool. His physique meant that he was more comfortable squatting high up than sitting down. Smith had seen his friend sleep that way, like a nesting hawk. They walked through the vast, shadowed hall, their voices echoing up to the concrete roof. There was something cathedral-like about the hangar, almost sepulchral. The ships were housed in massive bays that stretched off to the sides like transepts.